Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 36 of Thyroid Nation Radio live talk show and podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of ThyroidNation.com. And I'm Tiffany Milanich of GratefulGarden.biz. And we'll be your hosts today as we talk with the amazing Dr. Rita Marie Loscalzo, nutritional endocrinology specialist and founder of the Institute of Nutritional Endocrinology, as well as the SHINE Conference, Scientific and Holistic Investigation of Nutritional Endocrinology. Dr. Rita Marie is a licensed doctor of chiropractic with certification in acupuncture, wow, and is a diplomat of the American Clinical Nutrition Board. She is a certified clinical nutritionist with a Master of Science in Human Nutrition and Computer Science, and she has completed a two-year, 500-hour herbal medicine program. Wow. And that covers the bases oh right God. there. <laughs> it does. Oh, my God. Wow. That's awesome. And she has her own show on Blog Talk on Blog Talk Radio too. I listen to it all the time. We are so incredibly excited. I know both Dan and I are just totally excited, thrilled, can't wait to hear what she has to tell us. If you tuned in last week though, which we hope you did, you heard us chatting with the fabulously informative, lovely ladies, Raina Kranz and Kimberly Andrews, talking about leptin resistance and how to reverse it with diet and exercise. Uh, Raina and Kimberly also continued the discussion with more information because it's, it's a hugely diverse topic. So uh, there was more information about that that kept going in the Facebook group, uh, Thyroid Healing Journey, which both of them um, administrate. And Raina's the founder, and it's a fabulous, wonderful, supportive group. If you missed it, of course, you can catch it on Thyroid Nation Radio Archives, as well as other fabulous guests like Dr. Holtorf. Uh, Hypothyroid Mom, Mary Showman, Susie Cohen, Isabella Wentz, oh my gosh, Dr. Robinson, we could go on, Dr. I mean, we could just go on and on. Lots of diverse information that was covered there, uh, everything from patient visits, you know, just so much diverse information. I, I mean, I think they were all just amazing. <laughs> we have such a great job. Oh, I know, right? Right. Okay, guys, um, and uh, make sure to also check out the lineup of the up cam- upcoming guests that we have scheduled for Thyroid Nation Radio. That's all also on the Thyroid Nation Radio page. Uh, Dr. Tom will be with us next week, and I believe he will be with Dr. Rita Marie at her Shine Conference, and we'll be talking to him from there somehow, I'm not sure. Shannon Garrett, who's also a Thyroid Nation Radio team um, helper, and Dr. Jill Carnahan, and we have... Um, Dr. Trevor Cates, just so many, so many wonderful guests. So check out the lineup there. All right, Dana, it looks like uh, Dr. Marie, Rita Marie is already with us. So let's get this Thyroid Nation thriving. Let's Good morning. Good morning. Hi, how are you? So nice to be here. Hi. We're wow, so glad to have you. thank you for taking the time. <laughs> sure, it's my pleasure. Woo. Well, you the, have quite yeah, a diverse uh, education there. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I'm a degree junkie. 
<laughs> I just like to learn. I constantly like to learn. Oh, that's well, a great I thing. Know, mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to know though. You know, you know, you've been doing this for a long time. I want to yeah. know how it all started and a little bit about you know your background and, and your journey to how this all came to be. Like way back when, right? Way back when, back in the olden days, before the days of the Internet and radio shows like this and informed patients who could actually find information out about their own health very easily, back in the day, I had my own health challenges. And and that's how so many of us get started. So many of my colleagues in this this journey have gotten started that way. And I was was not well. I was 25 years old, I think, um, but I probably been having a lot of problems up until then. I was just drugging myself pretty well with caffeine and sugar. And I found myself having some health challenges, headaches and sinus problems and brain fog. And that was long before anybody knew what brain fog was, but I was experiencing it. And I was like, it feels like my brain is in a fog. And people would look at me like I was crazy. And (laughs) then I developed stomach problems and all of this stuff, which I had no idea was related back in the day. And I just kept doing what any, you know, 25-year-old at the time does is go to the doctor and find out what's wrong and go to the doctor and have them tell you, well, we don't know what's wrong. And, oh, here, take this drug or let's just do some surgery on your sinuses. That should help them. And I went through this for years. And I finally, it was when the gastroenterologist said to me that he had he had no idea what was wrong with my stomach, that it wasn't an ulcer after all the expensive and, and invasive tests determined that it wasn't, but he thought I should just stay on it, ulcer medication for the rest of my life. And it just was, like, what? I'm 25. Can you, I mean, I shouldn't feel like this when I'm 25. And I um, I just asked this crazy question that popped into my head. Do you think it could be my diet? And, of course, he laughed at me and said, what? What does diet have anything to do with your health? Nothing. And <laughs> at that point, I was like, Isn't that insane? well, <laughs> he actually said that, you know, and there's still people who say that these days, as you probably have heard. But, yeah, he said that, and I was blown away. I'm like, wait a minute, I can understand headaches have nothing to do with diet. Sinuses have nothing to do with diet. But doesn't the stomach have something to do with diet? I mean, my stomach hurts when I eat food. Doesn't it maybe have something to do with my (laughs) diet? You know, after all, M&M's and ice cream are probably not not the best foods in the world, you know, followed by Mm -hmm. wine and uh, tea, black tea. I didn't drink coffee. And it's like, okay, so I set on the quest, which sent me to... The public library, <laughs> which no, people don't go to very no. often these days with the internet, <laughs> right? But that was all my only choice. So I started studying, and long story short, discovered that it indeed had to do with diet, and so did everything else that I was dealing with. And then I, you know, did some cleansing and diet changes, and lifestyle changes, and stress reduction, on on and on. And I was so it took me so long to do it. It was like all this research I had to do on my own, and I thought, it, it needs to be easier for people. So I quit my job, um, which was a very good job at the time. I was working in the computer industry back in the day when we weren't outsourcing to India, and computer professionals made a lot of money, and I was young, and I was upcoming, and I decided to just hang it up and give it all up and go back to school. And that's when I started this this education junkie path that I've been on for all these two and a half decades. 
three decades actually. Wow. Because it was Thirty years wow. ago, I first did this. Yeah, yeah. Has I? This is just a. For some reason, this question came to mind, Dr. Rita Marie. Anything that's really phenomenally changed in the last thirty years, or is it really primarily? Are your, you know, uh, the same? You know, a lot of things have changed, but when it comes down to a lot of things are still the same. It's based just fundamental. A lot of it's common sense and fundamentals, and I always, yeah. I always bring everybody back to. They want to know what fancy herbs should I take for this, and what supplement should I take for that. And I'm like, you're looking at the picture from an allopathic perspective, which is give this for that, rather right. than the full systems picture. And when it comes down to it, we all have to address the foundations because there's no magic bullets, whether it's in the pharmaceutical realm, the supplement realm, the, the latest and greatest superfood or herb. It's, it's all a matter of it doesn't really work. It's just a Band-Aid unless you address the foundations. Right, right. And I yeah. didn't mean that to and sound that, so silly. That, That's kind of what I meant. Was I no. know there's new research and information that comes out all the time that that, that kind of... Um, validates, you know, it validates the, the premise. That's exactly right. right. It invalidates the gonna... ancient wisdom. And yeah, there's some nuances we know now with genes, and we can look at what specific genes people have and and help them with making, you know, good choices within those foundations. Like, you know, which diet, how, what percentage fat should they have, what percentage carbohydrate. That might be different from person to person based on genes. And maybe in the past we did more trial and error with it. Oh well, that didn't work. Let's try this. And now we can actually look at their genes and kind of know. But uh, for the most part, the genetic testing isn't so widely available that everybody knows their genes. So we're still kind of doing some trial and error with all that. But, it, yeah, I think it's the, the, the advances have helped us really hone in and justify a lot of the things that I've been doing for 30 years. And, and confirm, you know, and confirm. Um, you know for, people yep. who are, again, for people who aren't for sure or – you know, the naysayers or those that were on the fence, you know, now right. there's some scientific evidence to prove, right? So that exactly. it kind of confirms and validates for, for what you're saying, which is a good thing. Right, exactly. You know, what you've been totally. saying for 30 years, right? For 30 years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, when I got, I did do my gene test, which was <clears throat> kind of interesting. I made a decision after all these health challenges back in my in my 20s and then seeing that there, like, there was a, something missing in my family, which was old people. There weren't any. So I didn't know what diseases of old age people got in my family because they died before they reached old age. And it was kind of scary. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to assume that I have, like, the worst genes in the world. And I'm going (laughs) to just be pristine about all my lifestyle and diet choices. And I made that decision at probably at age, you know, 28, 29, something like that, somewhere in there. And it's interesting because then when, you know, all this gene testing came out, now you can do your whole genome genome for 100 bucks. I went and got tested, and I started looking at my genes, and I'm like, oh, I am so lucky that <laughs> I made that choice in my 20s because <laughs> I saw that the genetic patterns I have were very similar to the patterns in the, the worst of the worst patients that I see. So so, so you did that before you had kids, which is uh, you yeah. know, remarkable and wonderful for you. Yeah. I did yeah. not, didn't yeah. have any idea. And I raised my kids, so. right? So my my 21 year old sends me pictures all the time of the food he's making in his college dorm. And it's like, oh mom, I, I made a broccoli mushroom stir fry today, and oh, I made oh, a kale stir fry with lentils, and yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, right. That must be so, very reassuring for you, you know. Oh, 
a yeah, nice deep it's sigh so of relief, amazing. right? I feel like, oh my God, all these years he actually has been listening to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's funny. awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right, should we get jump right in, ladies? Sure. Let's do yeah. it. Okay. Ask me whatever you want to ask me, and I will love to share. Let's talk about the problems that occur with the immune system when the protective function of the gut is compromised. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, so Everybody dive. <laughs> we do, and, and I know you, you have Dr. Tom coming on next week, and he's gonna he's really good at talking about that very, very well. We're excited to be having him at our conference next weekend, so that's cool. Um, but, yeah, so the gut, the gut has got this barrier, and this barrier protects the outside world from the inside world. What people don't realize is even though your digestion, it, it appears to be inside your body, it's actually not. It's actually it's an open tube that goes from mouth to anus. And all the organs are hollow organs that have great function, but they're not actually in the body. And their job, part of the job, is to protect the outside, the inside from the outside. And so the the food particles that we take in have to be broken down into teeny tiny molecules to be able to go across the barrier. And if you've, you're a, you know, a microbe or you're a toxin, that it's supposed to be filtered out. But what happens is we, at an early age, very early age actually, learn to abuse our guts and learn to eat foods that are not consistent with having a healthy gut. And we learn to not revere mealtime and sit down and eat quietly and calmly so that our gut function is good. We eat on, on the run and, and we eat while we're watching the news which or a horror movie or something like that that puts you into a stress state. And right. so a lot of the function, the normal protective function of the gut gets compromised and the wall of the gut gets damaged. And this is a very oversimplified explanation of it, but we get what we currently term, in lay people's terms, is leaky gut or hyperpermeability of the intestinal lining. And when that happens, the, the gut lining is no longer able to protect the inside world from the outside world. And so when the outside world goes inside, we have this amazing thing called the immune system, which is intended to protect us from the outside world. So it does its job, really. It's not an abnormal response. It does its job. So if right. broccoli protein and wheat protein and uh, rice protein and whatever else goes into the bloodstream and it's not fully digested, or the gut microbe um, organisms that are pretty okay in the gut get into the bloodstream, the immune system mounts an attack. And that attack causes inflammation. That attack causes this, um, these symptoms of inflammation depending on you know, where the blood is circulating through and it's got these inflammatory cytokines in it. You can get all kinds of symptoms throughout the entire body. And, and the other thing that it sets up is what's called molecular mimicry which means that, oh, this wheat protein over here, oh, it has these strings of amino acids that's real similar to the protein on the thyroid or on the joints or anywhere else in the body. And so the attack where the immune system is attacking these foreign proteins entering the system, that cross-reacts to the, the body tissue. So this combination of inflammation and attacking, basically autoimmune attack of the body, creates widespread symptoms throughout the body, including the thyroid gland. 
Boy, there's a flower okay, field so, right there, Dana. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I, I feel I feel like I should send a, a precursor email out to all of my future guests, letting them know what a flower field moment is, so we don't have to stop and explain every time. But sometimes, most of the time, on on every single show since what Stacy Robbins, we we came up with a term called flower field moment. It's oh. our flower field moment, Dr. Rita Marie. And it's basically when a guest or someone says something that you just need to kind of think about or absorb or reflect on or you just mm. need to, you know, sit there for a minute. And so that's what I was doing when you were finished. I was taking it all in and I was just sitting there and so was Tiffany. So there was this dead air. But it's our flower field moment. We're just, we're just you know, appreciating what was said and, and ingesting it. So Nice. I like that. Very yeah. Cute. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're going to probably have several more of those. But that was so profound, and you said it in such lay people terms, and I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for that because it really helped me. Tiffany's got a more medical background, but for people like me, it, it really helped, and you, you explained it so well. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I love being able to take complex medical and biochemical terminology and turn it into things that people can understand because if I start using these, you know, 14-letter words, I lose people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeah. By the time you're finished saying the word, I've already looked away, and I'm yeah. totally not paying attention. So, oh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, tell tell the listeners, Dr. Rita Marie, what are some of the biggest uh, symptoms that one can experience with with a leaky gut uh, issue? Any like something that could give someone a potential aha moment of, you know, not necessarily looking directly at their thyroid, or they could just they could resonate with particular symptoms that might um, yeah. Well, there's so that. many. <laughs> there's so many. I mean, I know, but the, the, any top key allergies, any top key ones. The top ones, yeah. People notice that they have um, pain in dif- right. different parts of the body, and they're like, "Well, I didn't do anything to that elbow, and why are my knees hurting?" And um, the muscles, like fibromyalgia type symptoms, where the muscles are just achy. So, so pain is one of them. But the brain, like lack of focus. You know, you just walk into a room and you say, why did I come here and what's the, what am I doing here and what do I need? You're confused or, or, or you sit down to do a task and you sit there and you're just having a hard time focusing. That could be a result of leaky gut because these inflammatory chemicals and these particles and this, all this stuff gets into the brain and can confuse you. So those are, those are just a few that, I, that really stand out for me. Right. Now, would that be something that would be a response fairly closely after eating, or is this something that can build up over time and and become very confusing and hard to pinpoint for an individual, or a little bit of both? A little bit of both, but more the second one, more where it comes on, uh, you know, it can take some hours or even sometimes days for the buildup of these symptoms. And it it can be confusing because you're like, wait a minute, I just sat down and had a glass of green juice and now I feel bad and they're like blaming the green juice when really it's just like accumulation over the the last few days. For me I used to get headaches and I didn't realize and um what it was from, bad headaches and I realized that it was from various there were various foods that were triggering it but the but the the headache wouldn't come on right after eating the food. It would be it could be days mm. later. So it can be very It would be a couple of days, is that what you said? It could be as much yeah, it could be a few hours, it could be a few days, which makes it really confusing. And it could be cumulative. So it might be like, you know, 
one Multiple day and the next yeah, day yeah. you do it again, and then it goes, oh, the, it, it reaches a threshold. I kind of think of it as a bucket, a, our body having this bucket, and when the bucket reaches the top, you can just keep adding water to this bucket outside your house that's collecting water, and it just stays in the bucket. And all of a sudden it reaches the threshold and the bucket overflows, and then you start noticing the leakage. And that's what can happen with the body as well. And that's probably why so many people can get confused and say, oh, that's not it, or, you know. Exactly, exactly. You know, gluten is a prime example of a food that people have that, some people get really sick from it, they have celiac disease, they have um, gut problems from it, and other people say, oh, it can't be gluten. Every time I eat, I I feel fine after I eat gluten. And then (laughs) they don't really, like they have, like hours later they're exhausted or they're uh, craving more gluten, (laughs) you know. I've had people who have said they they try to go off gluten, but then they'd all of a sudden every couple of weeks they get this craving for bread that they couldn't resist. <laughs> and I go, well, let's talk about that. So tell me about that. And the first thing I thought of was I said, how often do you have Chinese food? And they'd say, oh, every couple of weeks or so. I said, so I want you to notice whether the craving for bread comes on the day after Chinese food. And sure enough, that's what it was happening. And so the Chinese food generally has soy sauce, which contains gluten. More and more Chinese restaurants are learning now that the gluten-free fate is, is, you know, is so popular. But uh, that wasn't the case years ago, and nobody, you couldn't even ask. They'd go, what are you talking about? And <laughs> right. she would eat this soy sauce on her Chinese food that had gluten in it, and then suddenly it created the cravings for more. And so food cravings are another sign that you've got that leaky gut going on, and you've got this inflammation going on as well. And I'm so right there with you that like you're you're everything you're saying is resonating with me and so I'm just I'm just taking it all in because I'm I'm really right in there. I'm healing my leaky gut or trying to as we speak and then I'm gonna have to work on the rest of my family. But it's just not something that that I knew about until, you know, a few years ago and it's just right. taken me some time to get to a place where I can do it. Unfortunately, I'm so glad that you were able to be on the forefront of that. I mean, I can't imagine knowing so far in advance and before you even had kids because I know that I I remember getting a terrible sinus infection a couple of times when I was pregnant and I'm sure that I was put on some kind of terrible antibiotic yeah. and you know it just it makes me sad so I'm I'm happy for you that that you were able to to circumnavigate that whole thing and 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 take care of yourself probably way better than most people during your pregnancy and uh and uh, right now I'm just healing my gut and yep. and realizing that I need to do more and more. And so, wow. Yes. Yeah, and take it on and, and take the time with it and, and don't stress about it because stressing about it, um, it interferes with the healing. Like, don't be so I hard think that's on what, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I think it's taken so long. That's the reason it's taken so long is because I'm just kind of going with the flow and trying not to make it such a big fuss. So it's it's yeah. not going as quick as I would like, but but that's okay because I'm just I'm not letting it get to me. So what you. about you, Tiff? Do you what about you and 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 your tummy? I mean, I know that you have issues with gluten and all of that. Oh but yeah, how do you feel I, I your, have your, your you know, Doctor Reader Marie. I'll be completely honest with you. Gluten is probably my absolute worst enemy, and I know it. Mm. But I have four children. I'm very busy, and I am just lazy as can be on getting it out of my diet. And it's in the last couple of days I've I had a, a very poor week. Um and I've always understood the relationship with food 
and my gut and, uh, you know, with my blood sugars and everything, it's always been, you know, that's that's a no-brainer for me. But my problem is that I can't get gluten out. I need to really follow a regimen of, you know, someone saying, okay, make this, you know, because I'm so busy. It's like to go through recipes and I need someone just to tell me. That's why I loved I was overlooking your website. And you have that. You had yeah. just, you know, make this. This is fabulous. And, you yep. know, my husband and I were talking. He's like, you know, this week has has been just a huge. Uh, I got whopped. I, I was behind a, a a car that engulfed in flames. And like I said, I've always understood that food and and gut relationship with brain brain fog and and fatigue and joint pain and everything. But I had an enormous flare from the stress of being behind that and and you know getting people out of the car and making sure 911 was called and and uh oh my gosh I went through probably two of the worst days back to back that I probably have ever had as far as pain is concerned and so you know it was just a you know my husband just kind of looked at me and he's like you know it's just one of those last key reminders of you know I was I was telling Dana this morning I felt like my I was asking my body for something that it couldn't give me it literally could not give it to me it, and it, it was very scary. It was very yeah, scary, you know. And and a lot a lot of times that's the messenger that says, you know, can no more, no more horsing around. You know, this is right. this is this is big time here, sister. You need to wrap your head around this. Right. And uh, you know, gluten has been a big a big hurdle. I I have to be honest, huge hurdle for me. Yeah. And Dana too, understanding both of us yeah. really struggle with that one particular thing. And I know if we were going to ask you. Dr. Rita Marie, what is the single biggest leaky gut proponent that you could think of? You would tell us what? Gluten. <laughs> See? Gluten and stress. Yeah. I mean, those two. Gluten. And those two together is a lethal combination. Yeah. Right. And so, Huge. you know, obviously I couldn't Huge. control. I, I work very hard at controlling stress on a regular basis. You know, things that I can that I can control my exposure to, but what I... What I realized in this last couple of days was like, it was almost like the universe was telling me, that's, that's fine, Tiffany. We understand that you're walking the tightrope very well. However, there's things that are going to come up in your life that are not going to be something that you're going to have the ability exactly. to sidestep, like that particular situation. Balance on, like that right. situation. And that's why what you want to, remember I talked the bucket before. If you're constantly living your life where the bucket is right at that full point, it just takes one stress, one minor stress sometimes. Not I, even a major. I heard it. To put you over I the edge. I heard it. I heard it loud and clear yep. these last four days, and, and it just, um, so I'm going to be on your website a lot. Good. <laughs> you, Enjoy. You've There's got lots some awesome of stuff resources. out there for you. You know, when you do that, like gluten, I consider gluten one of those major stressors. It's not the only one, but there's a lot of them. And And when you take that out, your bucket is running, you know, it's like maybe it's only half full, right? And periodically you have to do some things, maybe go to a yoga retreat or something to empty right. your bucket a little bit. But you, that, getting rid of gluten and getting rid of the processed foods and the stuff that throws your blood sugar off and all those things can help you to keep that bucket at that lower point. So you can handle the stress. And, and right. when, when you, you have do get hit, it's like I love right. heart maths. I'm a trained instructor in the heart math uh, methods. And when you have that technique that when those big stressful, emotional, stressful moments come on, you could just take back and draw in 
and you can actually shift yourself from that fight-flight mode of the nervous system into the calm, reposed spot where healing happens. And, and it's under those circumstances that the leaky gut repair happens. So when I take people through well, my know, gut repair program, that's a huge piece of it, is managing the stress and getting on a gluten-free diet and getting all the dietary stressors out and being able to transform those emotional stressors that you can't control, but right. you can control well, your Well, and I think one of, the, one of the biggest things for me, too, is that there's certain types of gluten, and I, I would love to hear your take on this because I know I'm not the only one that struggles with this. You know, I've read the research. I, I get it. I understand. You know, of course, like I said, I'm lazy with recipes and being busy, and, of course, that's a uh, prioritization issue. Mm-hmm. But um, just, uh, and I completely forgot where I was going with that, but, um, oh, well, okay, understanding example, different gluten different gluten hits me different ways, you know, and I think that's been very difficult for me because if I eat certain types of gluten, it's it's so instant and painful. I'm like, okay, that's not for me. But if I eat, you know, a slice of sourdough, and I don't eat a lot of gluten, but when, which really makes no difference. I know you and Dr. Tom would tell, tell me, Tiffany, that makes no difference, whether you eat a little right. bit or a lot. A little bit or, or a lot. You can't, you know, you can't be just a little bit pregnant. You're, can't, you're, it can't be. Both, you know, and so the the confusing part for me has been, you know, that one small slice of sourdough with my poached eggs uh, doesn't put that instant response. And so right. for me that has been a justification, I'll be honest, mm. you know, of saying, okay, well, that one doesn't hurt, that one does. So we avoid all those. But like you said, it's yeah, a bucket no, thing. It's the bucket thing, but it's more than that. It's causing, it may not be inflaming your gut. And it could be because of the processing that they do to make it sourdough that some of those things protect your gut from an immediate response, not necessarily protecting the rest of your body from that response. And there is going to be an inflammatory response. And Dr. Tom always talks about how the um, the gluten, and this is documented in in the research, Gluten will actually cause leaky gut in everyone, not just people who are sensitive to it or have antibodies to it or have the genetics for it, everybody. And it can be temporary. So if somebody who has no previous exposure to it and no antibodies to it, they'll still have a leaky gut when they eat it. So if they're eating it with other foods, it's causing that temporary hyperpermeability of the gut, and those other food antigens can be getting in. And you're leaving yourself exposed for you know several hours while it's trying to repair itself. And if you do it over and over again, you pass that tolerance for it, and then, boom, you're, you're in trouble. And it's going to create that, that permanent gut. That's so hard to See, remember. that's why you're, you're such a great teacher, because that, what you just said, that, that works for me. I'm going to be able to regurgitate that. I understand right. what you just said. That was perfect. Thank you. Right? You can't dance around that. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. No. So knowing that leaky gut, and and we would love to hear, uh, you know, we you mentioned the gluten, you mentioned the stress, some other uh, common leaky gut proponents, and more importantly, uh, ways that people can can heal that, Dr. Rita Marie. Sure. Yeah. Well, some of the other things, and these are things people don't like me when I tell them, but I got <laughs> I got to speak the truth. I'm sorry. Um, you do. Caffeine thins the lining of the gut. Alcohol thins the lining of the gut. Alcohol also gets rapidly converted to sugar and feeds 
the organisms that are not our friends down there. And when the unfriendly organisms start to reproduce, they produce a lot of toxins, one, in which, one of which is called lipopolysaccharide. Lipopolysaccharide bores holes in the intestinal lining. So those are the and sugar, are the obvious, right? The sugar and the refined foods and um, trans fats, fats that have been heated or processed in any way, become oxidative, um, oxidatively charged, basically, and they'll run around the system and wreak havoc in your cells. So those are big ones. Those are really big ones. But the good news is it's not permanent and it can be reversed, but it takes diligence and dedication to get that back where it should be. Now, obviously, removal of those particular things um, is key to healing leaky gut. Anything else that you find uh, making sure that certain vitamin and minerals are optimized or anything that you find that's helpful? Yeah, yeah, and a whole thing. We, I'm in the process. We're t- down towards the end of, of a program that I do on leaky gut repair, and we have these steps, and we go step by step sequentially through the digestive tract to make sure you got to make sure that your stomach acid is well produced, and your enzymes are actually digesting your food and getting those nutrients from the food. And you have to, of course, make sure you're eating foods that are loaded with nutrition. And I'm a big fan of a vegetable-based diet or a vegetable-powered diet because those foods are the highest in antioxidants. And those are the ones that are going to provide you, you know, basically with the most bang for the buck, as the expression goes, because the the nutrient density and the caloric uh, density, right, the nutrient density is super huge, the caloric density is super low. So it's like foods you can just eat and eat and eat and get all these great benefits from without having to worry about the waistline. So I'm a big fan of especially green leafy vegetables and sea vegetables for people who tolerate them and, and uh, probiotic-containing foods. You know, there's, it's, that's gotten popular these days, too. Have you noticed that? You can actually go into yes. a grocery store and buy kevitas and um, kefirs and all kinds of sauerkraut. Kombucha. And, Kombucha, mm-hmm. all kombuchas. Kombucha, yeah. Well, kombucha, I'm a little bit on the fence about because they're, they're, there's some some uh, studies that show that it can be promoting a candida overgrowth in people who are sensitive right. to it. So I kind of shy away from the kombucha, but the kavitas and the kefirs and uh, sauerkrauts, and I make um, I make yogurts that are non-dairy that are amazing: coconut yogurt, cashew yogurt, Brazil nut yogurt, you name it. And these amazing, like, probiotic-rich foods. We made probiotic-rich candies yesterday, chocolate candy. Um, I don't know if left over, darn it. I had a party last night and served them, but everybody ate them, every last lick of them. But, yeah, we put the probiotics into the batter with the candy, with the the, uh, chocolate and coconut and um, stevia to sweeten it and cinnamon and other things. And, oh, my God, we made these most delicious chocolate candies. That were probiotic. You have a great. Oh, just have a candy. Like instead of having a candy that's going to feed your bad organisms and cause a candida overgrowth, you can go have a candy that's going to restore balance to your gut and help heal your leaky gut. Well, we're, we'll we we have. I'll be right over. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you had a comfort food section recipe on your uh, on your site, and I was like, wow, that's great. You know, being able to. You know, sort of have your cake and eat it too, so to speak. But exactly. make sure, like you said, that it's that it's feeding the good stuff, not the it's bad feeding stuff. Feeding the good stuff, and it, all you have to do is choose the ingredients. Yeah, we have a 250-page recipe guide 
on using a dehydrator to create breads and cheeses and pizzas and crackers and all sorts of great stuff. You know, it's a it's such an interesting thing for me the the concept. You know, uh, sugars are not a problem. Refined foods not a problem. Trans fats not a problem. Alcohol I gave up drinking when I was probably 23 because I was I was diagnosed diabetic at 19, and I've been able to control that food wise. But I have to be honest that early those early year training for me was very much uh, whole wheat and whole grain and dairy. You know, yeah. I for years was able to control my blood sugars with those two factors. So I think that's probably another mental issue that I have, you know, where at one point in my life it was very beneficial and now really wrapping my head around the fact that, you know, this is a new period of life and now they no longer are. You know, it's yeah. like... Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and you caffeine. know, it's, it's also degrees, right? So if you come from, like me, I came from, you know, the M&M's and, and uh, ice cream diet, and for me to go from the M&M's and ice cream diet to the milk and whole wheat bread diet was an improvement. It right. didn't quite get me all the way there where I wanted to go, but it was definitely <laughs> an improvement, right? right? Triscuits, M&M's, and ice cream are my three most commonly eaten foods. Triscuits. Oh, Yeah, triscuits. remember those? Wow, right. Oh, my yeah. gosh, yeah. When I was yeah. a kid, those were wheat thins. Those were yeah. wheat thins. So when I switched to... <laughs> wheat thins. Wheat thins. Wheat oh, yeah. Thins. Oh, yeah. And any of those kind of things. They were my favorite foods. I loved them. So now we make these little crackers with chia seeds that kind of look like, they look like Pringles, actually. Um, I, I saw those. those. Yeah. Yeah, they're fun. Amazing recipes. I can't I can't wait. I told my girls, I said, when I get off the show, we're going to make a list, go out and get some stuff and, okay. and uh, you know, just have at it. And, and um, so, uh, Dr. Ray Marie, caffeine, let's hit that one. Mm-hmm. At, you know, target on my forehead uh, I have my cup of coffee in the morning. <laughs> I'm just I'm just preparing to be grilled now and with Dr. Tom I'm 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 ready if that makes sense. So I need you to let yeah. me have okay, it but, right between the wait, eyes. But, Hit me where it hurts. Wait, you know, Tiff, I mean, that's, that's hard. Go ahead. That's hard to say for you though, Tiff, because you have so many different issues going on in your body that that's kind of a really hard thing to tackle with the caffeine and the coffee, don't you think? I mean, really? Because it's not where I go it, first. it is. But yeah, I'll tell you, Dr. Rita first. Marie could probably tell us even better, you know, more so why it is that much more important for someone like me, yeah. Dana, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, okay. there's so it. much to it. <laughs> it's controversial. Like, I drink, too. What's that? It's controversial right now. There's just a lot it, of like, really oh, you is. just get the bulletproof coffee, it's okay, or make sure you get the the coffee that's made with with the um, the fungal, you know, it's antifungal stuff. It's, it doesn't have all the funguses in it. That's okay. Oh, or, gee whiz, you I haven't have heard of that one. Butter and coconut oil into it, and it's okay. And personally, I just think there are excuses to go back to a habit that is hard to break. And it's well, like, oh, let me have it. Healthy. Let me have it truly because I do my I do I have a cup of coffee in the morning. I don't drink any caffeine uh, as a general rule unless I have a long drive or something like that. I don't normally drink yeah. it during the rest of the day. But you know, health wise, let me have it because that's what you know. I've heard people post things. You know, you'll have to pry that from my cold dead hands, which makes me giggle. But I have to <laughs> admit, there's there's some a little bit of resonate resonation there. Yeah, I understand. But, um, yeah, and First also the all, genetic. Have yeah, you read the genetic genetics, studies? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, and a lot of people have them. I, quite frankly, I do a lot. I look at a lot of gene- genetic studies, and there are a lot of people who have that SNPs for coffee. 
You know, it's one of those things, first of all. This is just purely from my opinion and, phys- and like philosophy. Any food that you have that that controls you that much, like that you have to pry it from my cold dead hands, right. that food's controlling you. And as soon mm-hmm. as some kind of food controls me, I'm out of there. And I want it out of mm-hmm. my That's life. That's a good point. That's a great right. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You I know, have to do that mine with is alcohol. more a matter of habit. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, where it's the smell and, you know, it really is, I, I truly believe, because we've done a lot of identification. Jen Whitman was, was all over me on that one. And I heard her, <laughs> but I'm just not exactly adopting it quickly enough, I don't think. You know, um, and it really is habitual. And I, I honestly have to admit, my, my entire life has been restriction of this, restriction of that. You know, no drinking, no sugar, you know, don't do that, don't do processed right. foods, don't do that. So there's like a couple of things like, oh, come on, can't you just leave me with that? Just leave me with one thing, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. the one thing, you know. But yeah. then you have to ask yourself if it's not good for you. Right. What you sort of, what are you doing? What are you choosing for yourself? So, exactly. so let me have it between the eyes, truly. Okay. So yeah, I will. But if it's ha- if it's if it's truly not an addiction and it's not in control and it's just the warmth and that ritual of having it in the morning, it's easy to substitute something for it. Right? You can create a habit around something else. Now, for example, there's this um, company that makes little little um, extracts that have flavor. So you can, for people who can't do chocolate, I have them do the chocolate extract because it doesn't have the protein component. So you can actually get coffee, and it stinks to high heaven because I don't like coffee. So it smells just like <laughs> it. I had to get somebody donated them to us for a, a, one of our events, and they were a sponsor, and they donated these. I, I wasn't expecting coffee. I was hoping for chocolate. <laughs> like, just send me chocolate. No, they sent us, like, I don't know, 100 vials of these little samples of this chocolate coffee stuff and I was like I just was like get this out of the house I couldn't even stand the smell <laughs> that's how much it is like coffee and so I taught people well why don't you just have a light cup of herbal tea you know an herbal tea that has a little bit of that like you know some of those chicory root ones that have a little bit about that that bitterness like a coffee does but you put a few drops of that in so have you ever have you ever had a client that had a horrible reaction to chicory root just out of curiosity. I don't know, not that I know of, but I mean, it's certainly possible to have a horrible reaction to just about anything. So, just about anything. Do you have a horrible reaction to chicory root? Is that why you asked? I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. I tried to give up coffee, and I and I put that in there. I used Dandy Blend. Of course, there's some other things in there, and yeah. I was sick as a dog. And and my husband got angry with me, and he said, "Why? Why are you giving this up? Why? Are, what are you doing here? You know." Yeah, and um, you know, it was just uh, there's a fear factor in there. You know, when things change for me, I can get very sick, and and uh, you know, yeah. there's a long story there. But I mean, as a general rule for people, I just wondered if you had, you know, ever seen anybody that could have had a, a, a poor reaction to that. And like you said, it could happen with anything, but right? It's possible, it could happen with anything, really. And the thing is, also, um, you don't want to. When you're addicted to something like coffee, your body's so used to it, you can't just go cold turkey without discomfort. I mean, you can do it, but it's going to be uncomfortable. So it's easier if you just, like, dilute the coffee to 75%, you know, and have part green tea and the rest coffee. Do it 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 quietly. Quietly so your body doesn't revolt. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. And then you put the little extra, if it starts to taste too dilute and you're like really wanting that flavor, you put a few drops of the chocolate, I mean, not chocolate, but coffee. Um, right. Coffee. No, that's a great yeah. idea. That's a that's a great idea. Yeah. But th- there's a number of reasons. Um, number one, it's very acid-forming. The tannins and all are very acid-forming, and it's really important to keep an alkaline balance in the body. Uh, cancer cells grow in an acid environment. They they can't grow very well in an alkaline environment. The immune system works better. Everything works better when the overall balance of the tissues is alkaline. The blood maintains an alkalinity of like you know 7.35 to 7.45 very tightly, and so when you're consuming a lot of foods or being under stress, which produces a lot of acid, that um, the body won't allow the blood pH to go off so the rest of the tissues suffer. You're stealing alkalizing minerals, et cetera, from the rest of the body. can leach out some of the minerals from your bone when you're too acid. So that's one thing. But number two, it actually does thin. There are studies that show that it actually thins out the mucosal lining of the digestive tract, and that's not a good thing, Uh, especially if you combine it with with gluten, right? Have that little muffin with your coffee and your or bagel or whatever. And then oh, my happy. God, I would never function. It just couldn't happen. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> that would be death to the doer on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Then. So removing the, inflama- removing the inflammatory foods is, is the key factor to healing leaky gut. Absolutely, absolutely. And... You use a, a panel in order to identify those or just, you know, put people on a few few key things first to remove? Or what's your best protocol for doing My that? My best protocol is I start with the top six plus sugar. So gluten, dairy, corn, soy, eggs, and peanuts have been found to be the most common allergens. And there are others. So, but I ask I ask a lot of questions. I do a, a a survey of foods, and I ask people for their frequency and their response, and how much they like foods, and we get a sense of where some of the problems are, which foods they might crave, which foods, what foods are you unwilling to give up, regardless of health implications. That often tells us the foods that they're having an allergic reaction to, because <laughs> often you can't give up the foods that you're allergic right. to because your body craves it so much. So I, I oh my gosh, do an elimination diet. Have you had a chance, I imagine you're super busy, but uh, to listen to the truth about cancer? They were talking about... I've listened to them here and there. I listened to it last year, but I haven't been listening along with it this year. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to end up buying it because, you know, they're they're very long and they're super informative. And and so my husband and I think we're just going to have to treat it like a movie and and watch it like that. But they were talking about, you know, the holes in the intestines and whatever from from Roundup and, you know, that just... from GMO foods and right. my goodness, you know, there's yeah, another whammy right there. That's another whammy, and you know, and 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 every they're fighting it. Monsanto's dumping so much money into the fight against it that we don't have a choice, right? You go to the store and they don't label it, so unless you're buying 100% certified organically grown, which cannot right. be GMO, you don't know, and you can't always get everything organic, and um, it's going to get worse if if we don't stand up and fight them because it. It's it's taking away our right to save food and to be healthy and, and to be healthy, right? Right. That we have a right to that. They have. And they have. A, you, just let us we choose. Do. It's not like when you know. I'd like to say they're banned and you can't use them at all, but that's not what all these the legislation is all about. It's just about a labeling of the consumer to make a choice to, and to, to know what's in their food. And you would yeah, think it's, it's absurd. To... Go ahead, Dana. 
I was just going to say, I don't remember now. I was just going to say, you know, it, some people may choose, even though it's on there, some people may choose to to still ingest or eat or whatever it is. Um, but the yeah. choice is, is what is what's it's important, choice. right? It's choice. And people may choose because it's less expensive or they may choose because they don't care. They're not informed. Um, there's a lot of reasons. They don't believe it. They're skeptics. They don't believe it, right? But it, we do need to have the choice. And the, the the reason that I, you know, you become even more skeptical about the safety of something is if it's truly safe, then label it because why would you be afraid of the choice people are going to make? But they right. know that right. it's not safe and they know that people will choose against it. So they, they want to hide it. They want to deceive us into believing that the food supply is safe and that we can trust them. You know, them. I'm so naive by nature to believe that people would actually want to do that. To me, that's just, uh, you just think, my God, you know, that's just, it's absurd. I mean, why, why, why would people be like that? I know. You want to give, I like, like positive intent with people. Like, what? what's their positive intent? And I do that with most things. I have not been able to come to that with Monsanto. No. Everything they do no. is evil, and it's only profit-motivated. Right. They're like yeah. evil incarnate. <laughs> it's a poster oh. child. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the devil has come to life here, and it's in the form of a big conglomerate. Hmm. Yeah. That's just insane. Absolutely insane. I that yeah, those few minutes that I was listening to this morning I was just like, Oh my goodness, this is just yeah. and, and the suppression we, the suppression of information, not just only those particular things, but actual suppression of information oh, uh you know, that can yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was really um yeah, and then that's when I said, Okay, I'm just I'm gonna have to just get it and listen to it because it's very, very long and intensive yeah. and you know it's something yeah. that you would want to resonate with several times you know what i mean rewind right. it absolutely <laughs> do it again be rewind it. It. not hurry up and listen to it because it's going to be only up up for the next two hours right 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 exactly but but getting back to what we were just talking about with this stuff and i, I believe that we just we have to take the attitude of we out of just do our best and bless the rest but we have to really tr- be truly doing our best and so because some of these things you can't control, and you might eat in a restaurant, and you don't know did they use GMO food in this stuff, or you're getting a big dose of glyphosate, and you know how's that affecting your gut lining? You do you got to choose the best you can amongst the stuff you can choose. And so looking at all of these dietary um, things that that are thwarting your health, that are ripping holes in your gut lining, that are destroying your thyroid, that are making your liver work a lot harder, all of those things that we have the choices about, make those choices. And then if you don't have the choice, then that stuff's not going to fill your bucket quite to the top. But if you're always, like I said, running on the edge, (laughs) just at the edge, that one extra thing can throw you overboard. Right. Hmm. Just like Tiffany said, right? Uh, def- definite flower-filled moment. There, this whole show has been a little bit flower-filled for me because it, it hits home. So I've just been kind of, I guess, in awe of everything she's saying because it, it, it makes so much sense, especially the way you're saying it. So thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Can we, talk, can we jump a little bit? Can we talk a little bit about the role of um, uh, gut health and thyroid a little bit? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the thyroid is it's the seat of metabolism. Everybody's probably heard that over and over again being in, on your show and you've interviewed all these great people talking about it. But it's so critical for every, every function in the body. 
because it sets the metabolic rate of every function. So if the thyroid isn't working properly, everything's going to slow down. Well, the thyroid's super sensitive. It's like ultra super sensitive to chemicals, to um, fluorine, fluorides and chlorine in the water supply, to bromine in, in the environment because it displaces iodine. Um, there's so many things that the thyroid's a very sensitive tissue. And when there's a number of ways that leaky gut affects the thyroid. Number one is not getting the right nutrition into the system to support thyroid function. So not having a good stomach acid, which allows the minerals to be able to come in, having destruction of the stomach cells that produce some of these acids um, that we need and the enzymes from the pancreas and all. When we're not digesting the food properly, we don't get all those minerals into the bloodstream, the iodine, the zinc, magnesium, um, the B vitamins, all these things that are critical for thyroid function. So that's number one way. And number two, it's these toxins that don't get filtered out. That was one of the first things we said, right? That gut lining is protecting the outside world from getting in and hurting the inside world. And so then we got these toxins that are in the foods and the water and the the um, uh, the combinations like we just talked about with the GMOs and the glyphosates and all that, and that gets into the bloodstream. Number three is the whole gluten thing, and like 80% of all thyroid problem, hypothyroid problems are autoimmune. And when you have all these these undigested proteins getting into the bloodstream and creating an immunologic reaction, then that hurts the thyroid. And there's, there seems to be a big cross-reactivity between antibodies to gluten and the thyroid and thyroid antibodies. And there's been studies where people were taken off gluten for six months and their thyroid antibodies completely went away. Now, not everybody that goes off gluten gets their thyroid antibodies to completely go away, but it happens a lot. But yeah, and there's also other factors that you have to do. Like Dr. Dom always says, you can't just take away the gluten. you got to heal the gut. you got to heal. But your gut isn't going to heal if you don't take away the gluten. So if you're on a leaky gut repair program and you're saying, well, why isn't it working and you're still eating gluten, it's because you're still, still throwing. Eating gluten. Yeah, you're still right. eating gluten. You're still throwing fuel on the fire. So you got to take the fuel away, but you also have to do the repair. So leaky gut has been uh, found to be, for all autoimmune diseases, and in particular thyroid, uh, it affects it dramatically, affects thyroid function dramatically. And what are you some know, of your you know, favorite... You were... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dana. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I don't even... When, when you interrupt me, I've got such brain fog, <laughs> and I'm in this flower-filled moment that it just slides right out of my brain. So go for it. <laughs> you guys are so funny. What are some of your favorite um, gut healing, you know, once someone has removed those components? Is it colostrum, you know, vitamin D levels? You know, I know you said enzymes. There's multiple factors. But just, yeah, there's a lot you know, of for, There's so many factors. Any of your particular favorites or absolute positive must-dos? Yeah, um, vitamin D is critical. We cannot heal the blood, the gut, the gut barrier. We could also heal, can't heal the gut brain barrier. I have gut brain on my mind because that's the topic of our upcoming conference, and I've been just like blood brain barrier, yeah. Um, right. But the, they're both pretty much the same. They're the same sort of tissue. I even have some slides I'm showing at my conference where they even look similar on a microscopic level, and so the the stuff that gets through the barrier in the gut can also get through into the brain. But so I like things that can heal and soothe, and I like um, I like bitters for digestion because for digestion. it helps. And um, give me a second, and I'll tell you what that is. 
I need to take some water. Um, so the gut uh, bitters are, are, it could be a bitters tincture, a digestive bitters tincture, or drinking a little dandelion juice 15 minutes before your meal. But it's something bitter, not coffee, <laughs> that gets into your mouth and stimulates. <laughs> coffee can do it, actually, but it's, it has the, the downside, too. It actually stimulates the digestion, and it causes the stomach acid to, you know, to, to be produced, the enzymes, the bile from the liver and all that. So it's a great way to stimulate the, the whole digestive tract to work more efficiently. So I really like having people do bitters. It's one of my favorites. Um, I like to make sure they have their zinc levels up to speed because there's this vicious cycle that happens when we don't have good digestive function. We can't absorb zinc very well, and when we don't have good zinc, it disrupts the ability of the body to make enzymes and hydrochloric acid in the stomach. So zinc's a big, important one that got to make sure that those levels are up. There's other nutrients as well, but the D and the zinc are, are really top. Um, but also, it's there's some really nice, what I, what I like to call the demulcent herbs, although I don't like to call them, that's what they're called, the demulcent herbs. They're soothing. They're, they're almost mucilaginous in the way they look and feel, and that helps to heal the mucosa. Slippery elm is one of my all-time favorites. Um, DGL is a form of licorice. That is a really great one. Um, glutamine is controversial, and especially there was some evidence on the, the cancer summit that there are some, um, some links, but there's also a lot of stuff that says glutamine can be good for cancer. So the jury's out on right. that one, but I've had right. really good results with it in the past. Um, there's something called the rabinogalactans that I like a lot because it really helps to um, increase the, the short-chain fatty acids and the pr- predominance of good bacteria in the gut that help with supporting the, uh, the digestion. I mean, there's so many of them, but those are, and I love, I love get people who tolerate it. Um, there's a few people that are sensitive to them, but chia seeds, I love having people make this really nice chia porridge in the morning and put some coconut on it. And um, coconut can be really good in healing for the gut as well. So those are just a few. Um, and there's a lot of different ways you can approach it. And those are easy things that you can incorporate into your diet. Does it does it matter with the chia seeds if you let them sit? Um, you have to. You know, yeah, uh, you have to. You if have you don't, to. then they, okay. they they'll soak you. They'll make you so dehydrated if you eat the whole chia seeds without soaking <laughs> them first. They suck up about nine times their volume in water. Oh wow! Right? Yeah. So it, just try it. Put a put like you know quarter cup of Spoonful. chia seeds in, and then put like two and a quarter cups of water in there, and you'll see by the next morning it's all soaked up, and it's this gel-like consistency. So, yeah, that's the way to do them. People, some people put them in their smoothie, and it's like, you know, I'm concerned about it sucking up all the liquid out of the smoothie and then sucking up all the liquid out of your gut and then making you constipated. So. Hmm. That is so very interesting. So how do you do it? Because like, here, here you just put like a – I live in Costa Rica. I don't know if you knew that, Dr. Rita Marie. But um, anyway, I'm from Texas. But I live in Costa Rica, and I've been here since 2008. And chia seeds are just, you know, everywhere here. Yeah. And so people just put, like, a spoonful and a glass of water and let it sit. And then oh, yeah. once it turns to the gelatinous thing, then perfect. they just drink it, right? Yeah, you can do that. Right. That's perfect. Yeah, that that works really well. You can then flavor it with peppermint. And you know, there's a lot of ways you can do that. I like to soak it in with a, probably a little less water than that and then put it in a bowl and make it like a porridge, like a like an oatmeal type of a porridge that you can have for breakfast. And you oh, that's throw such some a great idea. And coconut on top. Yeah, cinnamon. It's really good. 
blueberries. Maybe a little else. cinnamon. Yeah, right. Cinnamon. Yep. Oh, yeah, really that good. sounds good. Yeah. That sounds That's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's yummy. Chia seed porridge. Chia seed porridge, yep, yep. That's very cool. All right, you were talking a little bit about the low stomach acid and thyroid response and, and the vitamins that become deficient in malabsorption syndrome. Tell us a little bit more about that for people that might run consistently low in certain minerals. Yeah, yeah. So our body makes hydrochloric acid, and it's required for breakdown, for beginning the breakdown of protein in the stomach and also for, for um, detaching the minerals from their amino acid um, carriers that, when they get into the body. And so people who have low stomach acid end up with deficiencies of, of amino acids, of protein-type deficiencies, and also of minerals. And, and But the thing about it is that people don't realize is that as we age, the stomach acid naturally goes down. And a lot of people who experience heartburn or reflux think that they have high stomach acid and, like me, were put on antacid-type medications. And what that does is it causes the stomach acid to get even lower, which puts you at risk, even more risk of not making enough or not breaking down and digesting enough of the proteins into amino acids and also breaking the minerals away and actually having enough of those minerals. So I think it, it's actually dangerous to go on antacid medications if you don't have, you're not, it's not demonstrated that you actually have excess stomach acid. And very few people actually have excess stomach acid. Yeah, that's such a misconception. You know, yeah. I used to, I didn't know uh, six, seven years ago, you know, you'd have you know, acid reflux and digestion and you'd think that, you know, you could take some antacids and, and you'd be fine. Or, you know, I have friends, family who, who take, you know, medications, prescriptions for that. And yep. it's so the opposite. I just want to scream it from the rooftops. You know, that's such a mm-hmm. money-making, you know, yeah. uh, pharmaceutical company, um, just frustrating it is. When it, it depletes is. so many other things, it's it does. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, what really bothered me was when they discovered that the Tums had calcium in them, and they're having people take Tums as a calcium supplement because it's calcium. a cheap calcium supplement. It's like you can't absorb it. <laughs> you're, right. You're, you're depleting uh, your stomach acid. You can't absorb it. And on top of that, then you're not going to you're not going to absorb your magnesium, your zinc, your your all your other trace minerals, your protein. It, it, and people Isn't just do insane? it because the doctors say or they read it on um, in a magazine or they hear it on TV. Right? Well, and that whole calcium supplementation, that got them into a lot more trouble than yeah. they really assumed would happen. Yeah. Uh. But for a while there, that's what people were doing. It was, right. you know, it was years that people were actually doing it and promoting it. Marketing is powerful in this country. It is. Yes, it is. That's why we have to get this message out. Not. The more we get this message. Not so out. much here. Yeah. Not so much not in Costa Rica. Not so much Rica. where I live. That's great. No, not so much. Yeah. yeah. Well, but there's lots of other issues here. I mean, the the they're about 30 years behind the states as far as uh, health and nutrition and all that kind of stuff. So I was going to say, I'm amazed that you can get food. chia seeds down there. <laughs> oh, well, they're from down there. Right? They grow. They're grown down here. Yeah, yeah they grow down there. But, um, but. You know, every every pulperia, every little corner store, there is no food in the store. It's all processed, boxed, everything, and that's that's really the Ugh. way they live. I mean, that's cheaper than the real food. And so Ugh. here, five, ten, fifteen years, it's going to be really, really terrible. So yeah, they're a good thirty years behind you know, the state Isn't as far that as crazy, knowledge Dr. and all Rita that. Marie? 
when I heard that, I was just absolutely blown away. I'm thinking Costa Rica, grass-fed beef, you know, all these wonderful whole foods. And she's like, nope. <laughs> nope, sad completely opposite. That West, you know, profit-oriented big businesses pushed their way in and taught these people not to go for the naturally occurring wonderful food there to just, you know, go for the convenience and the cheapness. I mean, it's really cheap because it's all subsidized, right? And And... And that's the bad thing because um, you're right, and they've got fruit and food trees growing in their yard, but yeah. they've taught their little ones that, you know, they just drink Coke like it's water, oh. here, you know, and, and it's just it's so very, very frustrating. But I'm trying to teach my kids, and, it, and for me it's even extra difficult because, you know, their 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 friends will bring snacks, and they'll, they'll have a, a bottle of Coke, and they'll have some Doritos and whatever for their snack. And Savannah's sitting over there with carrots and water. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, right? Yeah, <laughs> so I know that. I've like, never done that. <laughs> my, my snacks are just so dorky and <laughs> sorry, you know. And <laughs> oh, poor baby. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. So, okay, well, I want to ask you, this is something I ask every now and again, um, but you seem uh, a special kind of uh, – person to, to to play along with me. So I want to know what your meal plan and your menu is today. What did you have for breakfast? What did you have for lunch? What's on your menu for dinner? Because I know it's going to be marvelous. Tiffany, Tiffany are going to buy our tickets. We'll be, at, we'll, we'll be in Austin here in a few hours for dinner. Well, good. You're not that far there. Um, yeah, so my breakfast was a 32 ounces of a green smoothie. And the green smoothie was is a non-fruit green smoothie, so it's a savory green smoothie. It has a lot, a lot of greens and avocado and really nice spices like ginger and cayenne and turmeric and things like that. So it was, mm. and then I had along with it, I had some cashew yogurt with some blueberries. Um, so that was breakfast, and then lunch I had a little um, bowl of a kale salad that I made yesterday. With it had kale and cabbage and carrots and what else Um, a little bit of sesame oil and some coconut vinegar and kelp uh, kelp powder so that was my lunch and I had a piece of coconut vinegar oh yeah coconut vinegar is yummy very good oh that sounds good oh and I had a slice of jicama I take jicama you you know what jicama is down there they get jicama Mm -hmm. down there don't Uh they yeah so I peel the jicama, yeah. and I have, you're going to laugh at this, I have a meat slicer that I put the jicama through, and it cuts it into <laughs> little thin tortilla sizes. So oh, wow. I had a, a jicama tortilla with my kale salad, and I had a couple of little slivers of this cheese that we get here called tree-line uh, cash, aged cashew cheese, and it's in a little chunk, like it looks like a hunk of cheese, right? And I just slice that and put a couple of slices of that into my kale salad. So that was my lunch. And dinner, oh, I have no idea. So good. We haven't planned it yet, but it's you know, <laughs> probably salad and something. Maybe some. Cause and what kind of did you today. make a? Did you I'll make a dressing to put on top of that? A favorite, like salad. you used lemon and yeah. The gel, yeah, it was uh, the coconut vinegar and the sesame oil, and a oh, little bit of. I might have put a little flax oil, and I don't remember. So just like it. tossed with that, that is so just yummy. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's ginger, tons of ginger and uh, turmeric. I love ginger. Fresh, <laughs> fresh ginger root and turmeric. I ground them up and I put that in there. It was really super yummy. I'm I sorry, put ginger so- in my Perrier. I cut fresh ginger Ooh. and I put it in my Perrier. And it's yeah. fascinating because it's almost like Alka-Seltzer. 
Yeah. It bubbles uh, like like Alka Seltzer. <laughs> it's so good for your stomach too. It's really good for your digestion. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So with dinner, like when it gets chilly in the, in the summertime, I mostly just have big salads and maybe some guacamole with it or you know other things. Yesterday we made um, sauerkraut kale mole. So big. <laughs> It was a big bowl of guacamole, wow. and then I put a whole big bag of the sauerkraut. I made some fresh yesterday, but I didn't have any fresh, so I big bag of sauerkraut, like a pound of sauerkraut into this guacamole, and then I had uh, some of the kale stems, because I don't really like the stems in the salad, but you don't want to waste them, because they're loaded with calcium. So mm-hmm. I took the stems, and I ran them in the food processor to a confetti consistency, and stirred that in, and then I put lemon and cayenne or whatever else in the guacamole and stirred it up. People loved it and it's like this oh my gosh, guacamole that's loaded with proba- it's phenomenal and i noticed you had some really amazing sounding soups on your uh recipes too mm-hmm. i was perusing through that they were sounding amazing so are you entirely vegetarian dr rita marie are you a no no meat no fish i am i've been vegan for 30 years wow entirely vegan 100 percent mm-hmm Except for the shoes sometimes. Except for I'm sorry, what'd you say? (laughs) Except for the shoes sometimes. Sometimes there's leather in my shoes, so I'm not, you know, I can't, you know, claim that title. But uh, my food is all plant-based, vegetable-based, really vegetable-based, and it's not. I don't eat a vegan diet that's high in, you know, grains and soy and legumes and all that. Right. Mostly vegetables with good fats, you know. Uh, nuts and seeds and avocados and uh, coconut and things like that. Lots you're of a jerfer. I, I love that term. Just eat you real are. food. You're, oh, you're yeah, a totally 100% jerf. Yeah, that's me. Totally. That is awesome. I love that. Totally. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The closest I get Sean, to anything Sean. packaged is kale chips. I buy kale chips. that have, I prefer my own, but I don't always get a chance to make them, so I'll buy a bag of the kale chips, which wow. is just kale. I mean, it's just kale with right. some lemon juice and some chia seeds and coconut or whatever else they put on them. Yeah. Okay, so i got to go out on a limb here. And if we're keeping you too long, please, please, please let us know. Um, pernicious yeah. anemia, people that, that you handle with pernicious anemia, any, any food for thought with that or yeah, that's kind it's of a an common, interesting pun? Yeah, it's a common problem. <laughs> You know, and people for for people who don't know what pernicious anemia is, it's an anemia caused by vitamin B12 deficiency, and it's very common amongst vegans and also meat eaters. And the reason is the damage we do to our stomach lining, and coffee is one of those things that can damage the stomach lining. Alcohol, stress, all the things we talked about before can damage the stomach lining and make it really difficult for the body to absorb B12. The other thing that I think leads to that is our our fascination with cleaning off microbes, like uh, our right. germ-phobic thing. Germ-phobic. It, it's all, there's all these good organisms that can make all these great vitamins and minerals for us on the plants, mm-hmm. but we scrub them. People want to know, well, do you put the food-grade hydrogen peroxide on your veggies before you eat them to make sure? I'm like, no, I don't. Right. You don't. Right. What I prefer is to go in the yard and pick it and bring it in or get it at the farmer's market because then our bodies can make all this stuff. So in lieu of that, I, I highly recommend that most people will need some sort of a B12 supplement, and I look at a lot of blood. 
So I see functional signs of B12 deficiency. Not blood levels of B12. It has nothing to do with the reality. It's functional signs. And, yeah, I look at, for functional signs and symptoms. And I often just recommend, like for my kids, I'd have them once a month do a sublingual, high-dose sublingual vitamin B12, and that was fine for them. And same here. I don't take it every day, but I take it a fair amount. And I do have um, genetic factors that require me to have B12 um, as a supplement that I don't mm-hmm. process it properly, whether or not I was vegan or meat eater or whatever. I just wouldn't process Didn't it matter. properly. Right, right. So I do sublinguals. Yeah. And so then as wow. someone uh, heals their leaky gut, then obviously the high-dose requirements would come down with that? Yeah, you know, I experimented with it once for myself, and I didn't take B12 for a whole year. And then I went and oh had my. a functional, the gold standard functional test for it. My levels were mm-hmm. perfect. So it can take seven years to deplete it once you get the stores up. But you don't right. want to take Right, see, that and my, wow. mine's gone, even meat-eating within six weeks, I'm, I drop back down to a critical Oh, yeah, level. so you need to be, yeah. So for you, B12 injections or skin, you know, patches or the sublingual that you just melt the, the thing. Yeah. Or liposomal mm-hmm. is good. That's the latest and the greatest in the delivery system, liposomal. So that doesn't require intrinsic factor. There's these little liposomes which actually let the the B12 along with those liposomes go right through the intestinal lining. So that, that's a really good delivery system. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. Interesting. I, I just take right. a, I take a methylcobalamin and a sublingual, and it you know yep. I mean that maintains my blood levels. But so yep. you're a big fan of live blood analysis. Well, I just not have necessarily my very... live blood analysis. It's more functional. Um, I don't do live blood analysis in my in my own practice. I know people who do, and it's great. But I just do. I know how to do functional blood chemistry analysis. So I look oh, at perfect. the blood chemistry, and I say, oh well, what? There's all these different interactions between things that most medical doctors aren't trained to look at. So we just pick up a lot of that stuff by like the MCV, methylmalonic acid, homocysteine, some just standard blood markers that you can just run through a lab. Yeah, I just had my first blood microscopy. I had a uh, local practitioner that wanted me to come and and do it, so she could, t- you know, she could show me what uh, she did and what you know she could read and everything. It was fascinating. I absolutely loved it, and I was amazed at how many things she was able to see through that that didn't come up in conventional blood work. Yeah, you know where it's I, a great you know, thing. if you're maintaining, yep. if you're maintaining bacteria and yeast and things like that, they won't show up. But they'll show up right. there, which is, they which show is very up. fascinating yep. to me. Yeah, I think it's a great thing. I just don't have I don't have local practitioners to do it, and I'm not trained in it. And I, you know, I just don't need another degree to add. To right. My well, right. Long list. <laughs> oh, <come on>. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I recommend people get it. But you have to be careful about who you get it from. There are a right. lot of the what I call the showsters, the ones that do the shows, and then they tell everybody what's wrong, and then they have this list of $300 worth of supplements that they'll sell you right right there on the spot to do it, and they don't even address the food issues or the lifestyle issues or anything else. Those I'm shy, shy away from. I have a good friend who's up in Canada is moving down to Dallas soon, and he's going to be starting up his life selling else, and he takes the approach of really addressing it from a food perspective. Which I really that's love. her too. So I was really, I was really impressed with that as well because that that is exactly what I was expecting. So yeah. to not get that, I was like, oh, very interesting. And so I said, you know, I would, you know, do me a report just exactly the way you would do it. And and I really thought it was an exceptional 
uh, piece of additional information. I mean, uh, for me personally, I was like the perfect. She goes, my God, you couldn't have given me a more perfect <laughs> situation being there with me because, you know, so many people in my area here don't know my health problems. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that was kind of fascinating. Kind of, And she just she hit, nailed quite a few things. So I was really, uh, oh, that's I thought great. that was a very key, uh, you know, uh, service for people. Yeah, it was very yeah. nice. Yeah, you'll have to let me know, Dr. Rita Marie, where your friend lands in Dallas, because I'm from the Dallas area and I go back and visit my family often. So oh, that would cool. be very interesting. I'll let you know. I just spoke to his wife this morning, and they're, um, they're, he's in the middle of finishing his visa and all to be able to come down because he's from Canada. Um, but it should be, I would guess, within the next few months. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, let you me know. Yeah, I'll hook you up. We have yeah, decided definitely. that one of the healthiest places to be, Dana and I have decided, Dr. Rita Marie, that Texas. <laughs> It's an amazing wealth right. of health information and practitioners and fabulousness. Austin, especially. especially I mean, the rest Austin. of Texas is a Austin. little bit um, challenging. No, but, no, Austin. <laughs> Austin. Get this. Austin. Austin. So we're <laughs> under a million people, and it's relatively small as cities go. We have five Whole food stores. We have three or four Sprout stores. We have three or four natural grocer stores, and then we have oh two gosh. versions of our local co-op. That's 12 major health food supermarkets in this little town of Austin. It's like wherever you yeah. go, you can't be far away from it. It's totally amazing place to be. And it's a hustle-bustle town. My sister was looking at oh, yeah. Austin to move. Oh, yeah. So that leads yeah. us right into your, your oh, shine a great place. Tell us about, tell us about uh, yeah, your yeah, shine gonna, conference. Yeah, I'm so excited yeah, because about I saw where it's going to be. Yeah, I, I, it's, it looks so neat where it's going to be in, in Pines. What's it called? Pine the, Cove? Lost Pines. It's all. It's out just a little Lost bit east Pines. of the airport, and it's nestled in this beautiful area right by the Colorado River, and it's wooded, and it's a beautiful resort. And the conference, our Shine Conference, this is one of those you know 14 syllable kind of words or phrases, it stands for Scientific and Holistic Investigation of Nutritional Endocrinology. And so we call it SHINE. And it's basically for health coaches, health practitioners, MDs, nurses, anybody that's a health professional or uh, of any kind that is interested in really going deep with their clients and helping them solve these problems they've been having for a long time. And each time we do it, we do a different kind of theme emphasis Last time we did it on the hypothalamic pituitary thyroid adrenal axis. This time we um, are doing it on the gut-brain connection. And so it's, I, wow. I do majority of the teaching, although well, and maybe I do a little bit more than half of the teaching. And then I have uh, speakers coming in and doing special topics. So Dr. O'Brien is doing the... Um, uh, gluten, uh, you know, gluten and the gut-brain connection and how that affects it. Um, we've got Mike Mutzel who's doing the endocrinology of the gut and the brain and how that all works together. Um, we've got one of my students. I, I, I run a nutritional endocrinology practitioner training where I train others in this whole holistic practice of, you know, using endocrinology and nutrition and lifestyle to help facilitate healing. And she's one of my practitioners, and it turns out she's a specialist in, like, what she calls functional probiotics, like helping people to understand what's going on in their gut and which species of probiotic supplementation is going to work best, and actually how to make your foods, probiotic foods like sauerkraut and all that, but have them be custom to you. 
She's got a really oh, cool Oh, wow. Song. How oh, cool is that? So exciting. Cool. I'm so excited to have her there. And then we have a couple of other speakers. One's going to talk about um, uh, what's what he's going to talk about. Essential oils. Essential oils and some of the Chinese acupuncture meridian things to balance the gut-brain axis. And then we have somebody who's a chemical engineer who's going to speak about um, how to protect yourself from the impact of environmental toxins on the gut, the microbiome in the gut. Oh, who wouldn't give to be a fly on the wall, Tiffany? I know, right? (laughs) Wouldn't that be cool? I'm so anybody you. that's in the area, you can come. Anybody that's outside the area, can, it's still time if you want to get flights to come in. It's it's um, a really great conference. And a sneak preview tomorrow, we're going to announce that there's actually going to be a live stream. Um, so that's about to be announced because, you know, people are saying, I really want to come, but it's too late to get flights. And how can I come? Yeah, I would love so to. I'm going really to San Francisco. Awesome. So. Any, yeah, San Francisco. any plans for doing a um, making this somewhat of a series? Well, we do every year. We do a Shine Conference, so we'll do it again next October. I don't know what the thing is going to be. I don't know what the theme is going to be, but we do it every year. Very cool. So you'll be doing this as a live stream? Are we allowed to say that? Well, it's yeah, we're going to announce it tomorrow, so you can. <laughs> we haven't sent the email so cool. out, but it's going to go out first thing in the morning. So yeah, oh, that's yeah, so it's a hush cool. hush thing. And if you just go to, if you go there now today, it's just going to say. Um, it's going to say it's available as a conference. So if you're in the area, it's absolutely worth it to come because it's just you get so much more by being in the room. But right, if you go sure. to shineconferenceevent.com, shineconferenceevent.com, uh, and then tomorrow it'll switch and it'll have an extra option for the live stream. So. Oh, that's so cool. Thanks yeah. for sharing that with us on, on our show. That's We're wonderful. We're excited about okay, it. Okay, well, Thank you so much for joining us. You're such a pro at Blog Talk Radio. I love your shows. Thank you. And everything you said today really resonated with me. And if I was in Austin, I'd be swinging on by for dinner. So all right. So much. (laughs) Well, you're welcome anytime. So when you come on back to visit your your relatives in Dallas, you can uh, you can come on by Austin. And and likewise to Costa Rica. Now at the resorts they have all kinds of organics and lovely things. So you're welcome to visit. We've been here um, seven years. So oh, nice. bring your family. I would love to. It's it's on my list. We we were there once before my kids were born. So I think it was 1993, and or yeah, wow. 1993. And I love love loved it there. And then I went back again, and I think I don't remember, but it was just me who went back, and it was. I went to one of their retreats down there, one of the kind of cleansing retreats, and I did juicing and fasting oh, how fabulous. and oh, yoga. And it was yeah, amazing. they have a lot of that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I've been wanting to go back, and I think that was back in 2006 or so, or seven, six or seven. You're so. due. So I'm due. <laughs> You're due. Sure. That's right. It's yeah. Time. What's the best month to you come down let there? Let me know. When's well, the best it really time? where you're going. Um, it depends on when you're going to come. Right now it's rainy season, um, but that's my favorite time of year because it's sunny in the day, then it's rainy in the late afternoon, time for naps and relaxing and all that kind of stuff. Right. So it's my favorite season. So I would say, you know, um, budget-wise, um, green season's better, but they say that the high season is December through like May. So December through May, okay. Yeah, I think oh, my gosh, Dr. Rita Marie, like there's four. There's times we can't even hear her because it's raining so bad in the background, and she's underneath oh, wow. the covers with her computer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we got lucky today. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't want to go yes, during the rainy season. I want to go during yes. the sunny season. Oh no. Uh. Yes, yes. 
Oh, well. well, thank you, thank you again. Please tell everybody um, where everyone can find you. Those of you, those of the people that do not know Dr. Rita Marie, um, would you share with the the listeners yeah, where they can website, find you online? It's, it's my name, Dr. Rita Marie. It's D R R I T A M A R I E dot com. That's the main website. And then, if you are a practitioner, we do have. Um, some really cool resources for practitioners at nutritionalendocrinology.com. And if you don't know how to spell endocrinology, you're probably not a practitioner, so don't right. don't worry about it. <laughs> and if you are a practitioner, you know how to spell endocrinology. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's that was great. beautiful right there. Oh, that's funny. I know. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're so Love welcome. You Thanks for having me. Thank you. So Enjoy fun. your Wonderful. Sunday. Thanks. You too. Enjoy. Yes. Bye bye. And good luck on your Bye-bye. good luck on your conference. Thank you so good much. Good luck on your conference. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh my gosh. There's a bullseye speaker right there. Yeah. She's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I can't even Man, imagine the information <laughs> that was in her head before com- the the computer speed, you know. Now it's probably, you know, must be interesting for so much of it oh, being oh, a confirmation now God. to what she already knew. And you know, oh, validation and confirmation. And plus, not yeah. only for her, can you hear me? I can. Uh, not only for her, but for her, her clients, you know, and oh, for her yeah. to be going, see, this is what I've been talking about for 20 years. It's right here now, you know. Those of you who were a little bit skeptical, look, here's the science behind it, right? Very validating. Right. Very validating. She's amazing. amazing. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be flipping through. I was flipping through the recipes and stuff on her, uh, RitaMarie.com, and there were so many recipes, and she's got a ton of free resources. And then, you, of course, can have a consultation with her. Just um, just amazing. She's like the nutritional guru. Ah, right? We're going to be, we're, I mean, it's a double whammy. Her this week and then Dr. Tom next week. Right? I know. Better watch out. He's going <laughs> to I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Huh? Right? I said he's going to get us, right? <laughs> he's going to, between the two of them, yeah. You know, the bucket. Yep. I'm just going to keep picturing the bucket. The bucket. The bucket. That's right. Yeah. I love that analogy. That was fabulous. Yeah. So Dr. Tom uh, O'Brien will be with us next week, and he will be at the Shine Conference, but I think he's probably speaking on Saturday, maybe early morning Sunday before the before, before the show. So that will be really neat that he's there, and we had her on today. So that's very exciting. And uh, as always, a very big thank you to our listeners, to you guys. Please, please, please also share your Thyroid Thriver story and your journey with us at thyroidnation.com slash thyroid-thrivers, and uh, whether you healed or not. It's about the journey, and it helps everyone not feel so alone. So we'd love to hear from you. You can just go check it out. You can check out the other Thriver stories as well there, too. Right, so much information in everybody's different story. Thank you, as always, to our amazing Thyroid Nation radio team, without whom this show would not be possible. Amazing women. Just check out their bios and their Facebook groups and all kinds of information between those women. Yes, and there everybody's all getting a little bit busy. It's getting to be the holiday season, and so we don't have as many of them with us uh, as much as we used to, but we could not have started out this radio show without them. So they are mm-hmm. very, very wonderful ladies, and a lot of them have Facebook groups. So 
all that information is on the website as well at thyroidnation.com. Um, so check that out. And uh, follow us, thyroidnation.com, on Facebook. We also have a Hoshies and Graves Facebook support group. Check that out. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. <laughs> so you gotta you got to check out Periscope if you don't have it. Make sure and download the app if you have a Twitter account, and you'll be able to watch Tiffany and I, Grateful Garden, and Thyroid Nation. We're on there whenever we can be. Tiffany's going to be getting a new phone soon, so she'll be on there a lot more. Yay! I'm going down today to talk to you a little bit about that, yeah. We want, Dan and I super, super want to remind you, what's that? What did you say? I said, yay, good. I know, right? My phone is just, it's it's finished. It's telling me it's time. (laughs) It'll happen. Right. Okay, uh, reminding you guys all that wellness is a journey and it takes continual maintenance and evaluation and adjustments and all kinds of things. So make sure to always listen to your own body and be mindful of what it is telling you. There's some fabulous communication there. It's just a matter of opening that pathway so that you're listening. Yep, your body will talk to you if you listen. Okay, guys, this is Dana, your Thyroid Nation, Gringa Tika from Costa Rica. And Tiffany Milanich of GratefulGarden.biz bringing the collective voice of thyroid fibers worldwide so that together, united we heal. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.